The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 818. Again, it's a Tuesday morning today, the 18th of July. You're tuned to WGNS, and right now that temperature outside is getting up to about 80 degrees in uh, many areas. It's 79 right now in downtown Murfreesboro. And the high today will reach about 93 degrees in Murfreesboro and Smyrna. Again, 93 is a high in Laverne. They're going to reach about 89 to 90 degrees today. But the heat index will make it feel closer to 95 today in Rutherford County. Today, our guest from the Rutherford County Library System, Kathleen Tyree from the Technology Engagement Center. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, Scott. How about yourself? I am doing good. And before we went on the air, we were talking about how the Tech Center opened in 2018. So uh, several years ago. That's right. Five years ago today was our um, was our ribbon cutting. And a lot of growth in technology for sure. You were talking about how you recently updated the 3D printers there. Yes, the Friends of the Library and um, grants through the State Library have allowed us to uh, update 3D printers and uh, improve our makerspace. It's wild because looking back, you know, when I was in, let's say, high school, I, I never would imagine... I could go to a library to print stuff in 3D. I never would have thought you could print stuff in 3D. Oh, no, that was something from Star Trek. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what types of projects have people brought in there to use the 3D printers for? Now, we've got somebody who comes in fairly regularly these days, and she's uh, making replacement parts for her board games. Oh, wow. You know, I don't know if she's buying them up and, and making replacement parts and reselling them or what. I'm not po- quite positive. I haven't inquired too closely. But um, so a lot of little bitty pieces, but uh, she'll find them, um, p- the files already existing online. You can usually f- find free files. There's a lot of good resources for that. And she'll resize them to what she needs. And she brings her own filament after figuring out that that was the best recourse for her. And, uh, you know, we'll see her about once a week. And, and these are plastic uh, little pieces she's making, I guess. Right. right? Like uh, we have uh, that, um, the game um, Trouble, Pop-O-Matic, and one of our little red pieces was lost, probably got kicked under a piece of furniture. And so one of our staff members made a new red piece for our that's cool trouble Papamatic. so if you're creative you could create your very own game pieces i guess that's right a lot of people do that for um their D uh characters we do have a resin printer that we're adding to the uh, maker space it's still in the staff area right now we're figuring it out and that makes um pieces that are much more detailed uh, it's a totally different process that I, I will say, don't fully understand yet, but I'm looking forward to learning about it in the next month or two. So those who print stuff in 3D, you said she brought her own material, but you can, I guess, what, buy the, the plastic that's printed there, or do you have to bring it with you? Well, when you take an orientation uh, about the 3D printer, what you need to do before you use it, uh, you learn how to load the filament into the machine, and uh, then you get sort of a, a, a grace first-time print with us, you know, what, whatever it is, and the staff member will walk you through it, and 
it takes some hours for a 3D print to run. Depends on the density of the print. Um, and I'm not going to get too detailed into that, but there's a lot of uh, variation to it. Um, so that print will run. You'll pick it up, and that's yours to take home, sort of your gratis, you know, yay, I took my <laughs> orientation. But after that, if you come in and you want to print, say, uh, I don't know, uh, a plant pot for your little succulent plant on your desk. Uh, you find yourself a file, you send it to the machine, and then you bring it up to the front desk when it's done. We weigh it and it's 15 cents per gram, which comes out to maybe, I don't know, depending on the size and density of something, a couple bucks. So if you do that frequently, it's more cost effective to buy a roll, a spool of this PLA from a Amazon is where I buy ours, but get some advice from the fellow who does the 3D print orientation and he'll uh, talk you through some of the better products. So how big of an item can you print? There is a, a size restriction. It's probably, uh, without having measured it recently, it's probably mm, close to a foot in height, okay. but you can uh, do things in pieces and then glue them together. Uh, Ryan made a guitar a real guitar. A real guitar with filament that is uh, partially wood uh, fiber and um, and put it together. Now, uh, the humidity in Middle Tennessee really affects the, the tuning of that. So I would say it does not stay in tune at all. <laughs> but it's really cool. It's fun to see. And uh, it's a nice little show-off piece. It's neat what you can do, you know, because I know a lot of architects use 3D printers as well to print everything from the furniture inside their, their model structure to actually making walls oh and the house itself yes there's some of them that are just you know like the size of the crane you know and, and do the entire wall of the house it's so it's the material and the size of the machine really neat though yeah it's very cool how much do those printers typically run because i would imagine a lot of them are cross cost prohibitive for individuals oh right there's some that are desktop models that you can get for i would say a couple hundred dollars that would be fun to play around with and learn with and these at, at, at the tech were thank you friends for helping us buy these um a few thousand dollars so these are good professional yeah, printers they're nice it? machines uh, maker gear is the brand well that's really neat that people can use those and, oh, and yeah the, the orientation to take in order to learn how to use the 3d printers how long does that usually it's about an hour uh, it depends on how many questions a person has. If they're more tech savvy, it might go quicker. Uh, if it's just a refresher, they have an idea of how it works. But if somebody really wants to delve into it, um, you know, he'll stay there and answer questions. He's uh, very interested in the, in the process. And it's neat because you mentioned you could actually make multiple pieces to put something together. You can make your own model of some sort, like a car, if you wanted to. Uh, if you wanted to, yeah. The idea behind having it here at the makerspace at the library is uh, sort of one-offs. You know, we're not your Etsy production uh, <laughs> source, but if you want to prototype something or you're trying to complete something, you know, you've got a, a game or a set of something, you're missing a piece, or we've had somebody come in and he was trying to rebuild uh, a piece of a uh, car engine. He needed a piece and he wasn't sure how it was going to work and he kept trying and kept trying. And finally, when he got it correct with the plastic filament, then he went and had it machined oh, in the neat. proper material. Yeah. But that way he didn't have to do it the expensive way. He spent the time 
and uh, and played around with it in the less expensive plastic. That, that's so neat, though, that people can do that. Yeah, I, they didn't I, have to buy the 3D printer. Yeah, I, I mean, I never would imagine we could just go print something that's in 3D like that. It is really fun. It takes a while, but that's okay, you know. So how long does it take if you're going to print, like you mentioned, a game piece? Maybe it's two inches tall and an inch wide. How, how long would that usually take to print? Oh, that might just take uh, an hour or two. If it's something that's more dense and um, say it's the size of um, like a, a cup measure, and that's something people can visualize. If it's got some density to it, some heft, like a coffee cup would, uh, that might take six, eight, ten hours. So do you leave the library, I guess, when it's printing? Um, the person can, yes. They let us know. They set it up and they can leave because it would be you know, yeah, difficult for somebody. There. Yeah, right. <laughs> if they were working. But um you know, we leave it on the 3D printer for them unless there's somebody waiting to use it. And then the staff will remove it and keep it at the front desk. And can you see a big difference in the printers today versus the ones back, let's say, in 2018? Oh, yes. Huge. Yeah, so come a long way. The detail, um, uh, the materials that we utilize, it's, uh, there's been a big change. You know, I, I read, I guess it was last week or so, uh, a boat manufacturer made a boat through 3d printers of course it was you know much bigger 3d printers i guess <laughs> than what you guys have but they were able to make the entire structure with 3d printers oh that's nifty my husband likes to make boats i'll have to find that article for him it, it's pretty amazing what cool. you can do these days i mean wow. overall now the tech engagement center the technology engagement center on minerva drive if anybody doesn't know where it is tell us more about some of the things that you have there oh sure um we have a public computer lab uh it's not as big as it was pre-covid you know we i was looking at pictures from when we opened and we had 36 computers in our computer lab and now we're down to 18. we split it you know, gave everyone a lot more room, and it seems like people are happier with a little more elbow room still. Um, but there are plenty of public computers. We also have 20 laptops. So if someone wants to sit back in the kids' space with their child while they play with Legos or um, um, building blocks, they can use a laptop and work or research on a computer. Uh, we do have other things in the makerspace. We have a Glowforge, a Cricut. Uh, we have... Um, other things planned for the makerspace we want to increase its size there are video games that you can come and play we don't check them out to the public because mgl library in patterson park is just down the street and Lineball, of course just down the street again so we keep ours in-house in-house use and we try to get them as soon as they come out so people can come and uh, try before they buy or we did have opening um events you know as soon as they hit the ground we would uh have uh open day parties so have you got like a gaming room there where people can try them out we do have a sort of a media room that's right by the uh, right by the front desk and we have a couple the switch and the uh, xbox are back in the kids space the ps4 is up in the media room does that get a lot of use during the summer hours it does yes um, a lot of families come in and play the switch because uh, we have it set up with a tv screen and um uh, multiple uh, handheld controllers as opposed to the joy cons so it's easier for multiple players that's, uh, that's pretty cool we also have an arcade uh, retro arcade game so it has a lot of the old style games and folks 
your age, my age will come in and go, oh my gosh, this is just <laughs> like what I remember. And so they'll bring in their kids or their grandkids. So we have a step stool next to that because you'll see a dad come in with his little like four-year-old and they'll be playing Millipede or Ms. Pac-Man or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it's really cute. I bet the little kids are really good at it too. They are, <laughs> after they figure it out because it's totally different from a controller. And so they have to mash the buttons and use the joysticks. Yeah. But yes, they, they figure it out very quickly. <laughs> Uh, we do still have uh, the meeting rooms, the study rooms that are very popular. That never died down through COVID. Uh, it actually was the most popular thing we had because people wanted to get out of the house. I'm sure. Yeah, and escape a little bit and have some private space. So with, with those meeting rooms and everything, are, let's say, for example, two people able to go in there to have just a, a brief meeting and go over, I don't know, bullet points from a, a presentation or something right yeah we'll get students that want to work on a project together and they just want to find a neutral spot or a place to spread out uh, folks that are um, planning a presentation like you mentioned um, we've got a lawyer that comes in from Nashville that has uh, clients that are further east and so they meet here in the middle so neither has to drive as far uh, realtors will come and meet with clients for signings um, and then there are a lot of folks who are doing research or there are uh, proctored tests because we have um, laptops people can use that have the webcams because their laptop might, may not have it or they're in a neutral place. So there's uh, uh, no end to the uses. So we've got groups that meet, book clubs, D&D uh, &D groups um, of all ages. Again, Kathleen Tyree is with us this morning from the Technology Engagement Center in Murfreesboro. And a new video production room is going to open soon, and you'll be able to edit your own videos there. That's right. That's um, got funded by a grant from the Tennessee State Library. Uh, it's put together. We had a glitch with the computer. So Ben had to pull the computer out. Fortunately, it's under warranty, so things will get subbed out very quickly. Uh, the software on it is the Adobe Suite at the moment. We figure that's good enough to start with. We'd love to get some feedback from people who are video editors, and we will um, get bigger, better, uh, more exciting software when we know what the community wants. Do you get people from out of town who are, let's say, staying at a hotel and they need to, I don't know, put something together for, you know, like a presentation we were saying earlier, or maybe a audio recording, do they stop by as well? Uh, we do get a lot of that, or uh, they need some place for a, a Zoom call when they know that they're going to have a steady Wi-Fi connection. Um, so, yeah, we'll get a phone call and say, you know, I'm staying at the Doubletree. You know, what can I utilize a space for? You know, I think our room bookings are for four hours, and they need six hours or something like that so they'll talk to me and i'll say look it's not a problem just come say who you are and they'll so they'll book their space for the four hours and i'll bump it to the six because you're out of town you know we don't want to cause you grief just because you're passing through sure most of these things we say you need a library card to utilize but we're not going to turn somebody away because um you know, we want to be good neighbors, just like you guys. And then the recording studios that you have there, I know you, that, that's been popular. Uh, how are those like soundproof rooms? Kind of walk us through that. Well, uh, the idea behind that it came from some of the IT staff. They uh, are in bands or have been in bands and said, do we really need both of these storage rooms? Can one of them be a recording studio? And the, the folks who were 
planning the tech, I wasn't involved at that point, said, oh, what a good idea. So they are sound dampened, but not soundproofed because they were starting their life out as a storage closet. <laughs> so it's pretty good. Um, Trey likes to say if, if your um, closet at home is down here and a professional um, recording studio is way up here, then it, we're at least close to middle. You know, it's much better than just sitting at your uh, in your bedroom at home on sure. your on your iPhone. Yeah, you don't have the echo that you may have at home for sure. Correct. Yeah, it's dampened. Um, for the most part, we can check who's in the uh, space next to you and make sure it's not a, a rowdy bunch of you know D and Ders or something like that. And um, pod, your podcast or your um, I don't know your your rap song or whatever it is you're wanting to record will hopefully be successful. And how has the pandemic changed things at the Tech Center? Because I know you said since the pandemic, you've had, for example, a lot more people come to, you know, use the rooms to do Zoom conferences or to meet a client. So how, how has pandemic changed stuff? Um, there has been uh, less use of the public computers. And that, I think, isn't just at the Tech, but in public libraries in nationwide. I've read that in um, library publications, and many libraries are downsizing their computer labs because there are other services that are more important, more necessary, and these public computers are sitting there unused. So we're doing a little bit of the same thing. Um, we're keeping our lab because that's a lot of what we were created for, but we're downsizing just a little bit because we have all these laptops. If somebody wants to use a computer and the lab is full then i can say well can you sit here at this table in the media room and utilize a laptop instead so we have plenty of um leeway a wiggle room so that is a big change um there are folks who are working from home still you know or doing hybrid working and they some may have uh They may have made a office space at home, but some probably are just at their kitchen table. And it's nice to have a more professional look if you're a Zoom call. Uh, yeah, you can put a, a backdrop behind you on Zoom, but maybe you just want a change of pace. And so we see some people once a week, twice a week, just, you can tell, it's just for a variety for their sake. Now, can you print just regular stuff there too on the computers that you have? You can do that. You can also go to our website. You can cloud print. So if you're at home, you can go to the uh, cloud printing. Um, it's on the front page, I do believe, on the upper right. It says cloud printing. You click it, and it shows um, Lineball, Smyrna, and the tech. So you choose which library you would like to go to to pick up your print. And you just need to put in your email address so we can identify you and upload your file. And it will be sitting there in a queue waiting for you. And you walk in and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm ready for my print. And we will send it through the printer. That's easy enough. And, and what days are you open? We are open seven days a week. Oh. Yeah, we are open on Sundays from 1 to 6, Monday through Thursday from 10 to 8, and Friday from 10 to 5. Okay. And then Saturday, what what are the hours Saturday? Oh, sorry, 10 to 5 also. 10 to 5, okay. And again, this is the Tech Engagement Center, or the Technology Engagement Center at 306 Minerva Drive. And that is, uh, well, if you're looking at the fire station right there on 
what is that? Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard. That's right, the name change. Yeah. So if you're looking at the fire station, it's almost directly behind that, Mm -hmm. behind the school as well. That's right. And a lot of people think that we are part of the school because we have sort of the same look. So I have a lot of um, banners and, at the moment, balloons. If you drive by and see some balloons out there, that's us. Right there. That's us. That's right. <laughs> so what, what else is happening at the Technology Engagement Center? Because I know you also have that seed library, that's and right. that, that's an interesting venture. Tell us more about that one. Well, that's something that I've wanted to do since, uh, well, I worked at Lineball, actually. Um, a fellow who was a co-worker at Lineball, who is now at Nashville Public Library, has, uh, he's in charge of the seed library there. And this is another thing that many, many libraries across the country have. I think it started out in California. And a lot of these libraries uh, are also seed uh, depositories. So you like save seeds from heritage type um, seeds, the type that are rare that, you know, your grandma would have passed down to you kind of things. Ours is not like that because uh, our seeds were donated by Tractor Supply Company. Thank you very much, Tractor Supply Company. And uh, so they are hybrid seeds. They are just whatever they are. They're sort of a hodgepodge. And right now, just getting started, we are not concerned about saving seeds, but we want to get um, uh, we want to get seeds out to people who want to grow their own food, who want to beautify their surroundings, who want to have, add a little spice to their life with some herbs. So we've got things that are good for containers, things that are good for a, a bigger garden in their yard. And we've had about 270 people come through to get seeds from the seed library. It's just inside our front doors. It's in an old um, like mail slot uh, cabinet from a factory. It's about oh, a 100-year-old piece of uh I guess it's furniture, you call it equipment, uh, that I found on Facebook Marketplace. It just seemed perfect. It's not a card catalog, not quite that, but something that sort of echoes that look. And uh, we keep that uh, topped off. The staff is uh, really excited by it. And uh, I'm hoping that next year we'll have some seeds. Uh, I've petitioned uh, Baker Creek, which is a heritage seed company. Uh, They are known for donating seeds to public libraries, seed libraries. And I'm hoping we will have some heritage ones that people who want to save seeds will be able to do that. And then how do you go about using them? I mean, do you have to pay to check out a seed? Oh, no. Again, just the library card. Uh, We have a form on there, and it's most on the table. It's mostly so we will know what people are checking out so that if I need to purchase seeds, I'll know what's popular. And it won't worry about, you know, if this particular type of tomato or if eggplants are just not what people around here want to grow i won't bother with that if it's just the bradley tomatoes and uh, dill and um, marigolds and zinnias then that's what i'll focus on but if it turns out that bok choy and eggplants are really popular then i'll make sure those are on the list too it's a neat idea and i know it is something that is done in a lot of other states as well how popular is that here at this point um, we've been doing it for four months, and I think 1,300 packets of seeds have gone out. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> we've gotten some pictures back from people, which I really appreciate. I share that with the library board. Uh, when I introduced the idea, I got some really puzzled looks from the library board going, what? why would you want to do that? And I said, well, you know, it's science. It's it's 
it's sort of what we're all about. It's STEM activities. It's a really cool idea, too. And, and so now that it's working and it's happening, and they're like, okay, we get it now. I think it encourages others to, you know, try gardening, too. Yes. I've had a lot of people come in and say, I've always wanted to do this, but I don't have a yard. And so they've got a container now, and they're just growing some peas or whatever. That's pretty neat. And yeah. to use it, you just literally stop by with your library card and say, well, I want to try this plant, and I'm going to give it a whirl. What's really exciting is people will stop in and say, I heard you've got garden seeds here. How do I get them? And we say, well, do you have a library card? And they say, no. And we'll say, well, come on over and get one, and then you can get your seeds. And they do. So we've gotten new library card holders through the seed library. That's neat. And then also, on top of all of that, the maker space, and I believe, what, are you needing more volunteer instructors? Oh, that would be fabulous. What we, right now with the maker space, we offer orientation so people know how to use the equipment properly. Because that's Just all the equipment in general, all the computer equipment. Uh, I will say most of it. I've got a vinyl cutter. Uh, I used to be a sign maker back in the day. So I have a vinyl cutter there and I do a lot of stuff for the uh, library system. But I don't have an orientation for that. So I have to be transparent. But the other equipment, we can show people how to use it. And then it's really self-led after that. There are so many things with YouTube and forums that people can garner their own um, files, even if they're from someone else. You know, there's a lot of, so almost uh, catalogs. And with the Cricut and with the Glowforge, we have subscriptions. So you can sign into our subscription and go, that's exactly the sign or the, the label or the t-shirt pattern that I want to create. So we've got resources, sort of like uh, databases for those uh, particular things. But we don't offer classes on how to design for our makerspace. And that's really what I would like to expand upon. Uh, and we've got MTSU right, right across the street and they have such talented art people. Uh, I'm hoping that I can uh, knock on some doors and see if maybe, maybe some students, uh, that their professors would say, hey, this, you know, this would be really shiny if you could teach some classes there maybe that would give them some good cred or even just look it on their cv now what is the cricket I, i've heard you say that a couple of times but yeah what it is, is it, well let's see I'm, I'm holding my hands about two feet apart it's a, a sort of a desktop uh, maker let's see it started out as being a vinyl cutter a paper cutter really i think and uh it took off probably about eight years ago and people make greeting cards um to me it started out like that but you can cut all kinds of things on it vinyl you can do the sort of vinyl where you can um uh, uh heat transfer vinyl so you can make t-shirts or put stuff on a, a hat uh you can put stuff on to mugs i think there's a specific bespoke piece of equipment that you have to use for mugs which we do not have we do have a mini press though if someone wants to utilize uh, the heat transfer they can use our mini press and um, put it on their t-shirt put it on their hat there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff you can do some of the crickets can cut I think wood but we have our Glowforge, which is a laser cutter and that's what it's made to do really so cool. yeah the cricket that we have is at air explorer 2 
And it's probably a couple years old, but it does the trick that we need. You can do literally anything, it sounds like, at the Technology Engagement Center. We're trying for that, yes, sir. That's neat. Again, Kathleen Tyree with us this morning from the Technology Engagement Center at 306 Minerva Drive. If anybody would like to learn more about it, what is the website? I guess they can just go to what? The Rutherford County website? Yes, rclstn.org. And then from there, they can navigate to the Tech Center to learn all about it. That's right. Again, Kathleen Tyree with us this morning. And coming up in just a minute, we're going to learn even more about different programs and activities available through the different branches of the Rutherford County Library System. But Kathleen, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Scott. Time right now, 8.47. More news, more information is coming up. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Imagine life without the debilitating pain of knee osteoarthritis. Do you have pain when walking, discomfort when going up or down stairs, getting out of bed in the morning? If so, you're not alone. The good news is there's a true breakthrough in treating disabling knee pain that may help you gain your life back back again. Dr. Zach Dittmartson of Aspiring Health Clinic in Murfreesboro offers cutting-edge treatment and technology. It helps pain sufferers avoid knee replacement and stay active in their senior years. This breakthrough treatment is non-surgical and drug-free. Knee osteoarthritis will not go away on its own and will get progressively worse. Don't wait until you need assistance to get around. Call now for your consultation and examination. Call 629-231-8309. That's 629-231-8309. Aspiring Health Clinic in Murfreesboro. 629-231-8309. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans and now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas' Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. For this afternoon, look for partly sunny skies. Do pick up a chance for some showers and storms developing with highs in the lower 90s, heat indices in the lower 100s. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll, News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 72. Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. Well, it turns out we have keyboards as well. We have Yamaha, we have beginner models up to ones that look good in your living room like furniture that and all points in between traveling musician synthesizers and pianos well what about drums do we have drums we are music world and drummers den 2762 south church street across from indian hills golf course Hello from the Rutherford County Library System. This is Amanda with the library news and events from our five branches around the county and what's going on at your library system. 
As of last month, on June 26, the Rutherford County Library System has a new catalog called Aspen Discovery. This new user-friendly catalog is designed to make it easier than ever to find and borrow materials from the library. Accessible via our website at rclstn.org or directly at explore.rclstn.org, this catalog integrates our digital and physical resources and allows you to easily access materials in one place. The powerful new search engine includes features like predictive search text, curated lists, personalized recommendations, and greater control over your user account. Aspen arranges materials in large buttons horizontally at the top of the screen and can be translated into multiple language interfaces. It's now simpler to browse categories like newly purchased items, New York Times bestsellers, age-leveled lists, and more. And also, the Friends of Lineball Library's Literary Arts and Culture Committee has chosen young adult author Sharon Cameron to be the 2023 Pen Pal author. She will be speaking at six Rutherford County High Schools on October 10th and 11th and will present a public program at Lineball Library at 6 p.m. on the evening of October 10th. A New York Times best-selling author, Cameron's books include The Dark Unwinding, A Spark Unseen, the Forgetting, Light in Hidden Places, and Bluebird, among many other works, all from Scholastic Press. Her newest book, Artifice, will be released less than a month after the Pen Pal events on November 7, 2023. Now let's hear the news and events from Lineball Public Library. This is Carol Gaddis, here to share with you some of the upcoming events at Lineball Public Library. This month begins with a book signing by local author Karen Ferguson. She will be signing and selling copies of her children's book, Guess How Much God Loves You, on Thursday, August 3rd from 9 a.m. until noon. The Master Gardeners of Rutherford County's monthly class will be at 9 a.m. on August 5th. They'll talk about what to look for if your plant looks sick. There are issues that all Middle Tennessee gardeners face from insects, diseases, and even environmental factors. These free classes continue on the first Saturday of each month through November. Registration is encouraged by visiting our rclstn.org website calendar. There are so many groups that meet at Lineball, from groups for book lovers, art enthusiasts, crocheters and knitters, to writers and magicians. Visit our website at rclstn.org to find out more. It is with bittersweet emotion that I share this final radio spot with our library supporters, as I will be retiring on July 31st after 12 and a half years as branch manager at Lineball Public Library. Lineball has been a part of my life since my family moved to Murfreesboro in 1966 when I was two years old. My mother, Helen Brown, began working at Lineball when I started kindergarten. So all my growing up years were spent riding my bike or walking to the library from our house on East Main. I never dreamed after returning to Murfreesboro from 20 years overseas that I would work at the same place as my mother. But after volunteering here for a short time, I was hired in January 2011 as branch manager. I've worked with the best staff and for the best patrons a person could ask for. And we've been through a lot of changes over the past decade, so my work was never boring. Public libraries are important avenues to enable connections, not only with information and materials, but with people and community. 
I know no matter what changes come in the years ahead, Limeball and Rutherford County Library System will continue to make a positive impact in the lives of those we serve. And it's been a privilege and honor to have been a small part of her history. Hello, my name is Burl Beasley and I'm president of Friends of Lineball Library. And I would like to invite you to become a member of the Friends. In 2021, despite the pandemic, Friends raised more than $31,000 for Lineball Library, Myrtle Glanton Lord Library at Patterson Park, and the new Technology Engagement Center. Membership forms are available at the circulation desk in Lineball, Myrtle Glanton Lord, and the Tech or email us at foalintheborough at gmail.com and we will get you a membership brochure. We look forward to your support. Hi there, it's Catherine from the Technology Engagement Center. The Shelfos branch of the Rutherford County Library System, we are next to Hopgood Elementary School in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. There's a new book club starting up at the Tech. We'll be following the Science Friday podcast, Sci-Fi Book Club. It just seemed like a perfect fit for the Tech. July's pick is Entangled Life, How Fungi Make Our Worlds, Change Our Minds, and Shape Our Futures by Merlin Sheldrake. Discover a hidden world weaving through the soil made of fungi. Read Merlin Sheldrake's Ode to Mushrooms with Sci-Fi this July and meet with us at the Tech on the last Friday of the month. More information is on the library website on the book club's page. The Cryptic Club meets every third Sunday. It's a fun all-ages event where we discuss the folklore, stories, and theories surrounding the sightings of phenomenal creatures. Our seed library is still growing strong. The collection is replenished weekly with seasonal seeds, and now is a great time to start your fall garden. All you need is your library card. Monday Storytime has continued throughout the summer, and now there's a bilingual event each month. We hope to see you there. Science on the Patio is every Thursday in July. We're learning about insects this summer, and there is so much to do. Come join us. The pop-up storybook walk is back. We had some issues with the extreme winds, but consulting with the Velcro specialist, yes, really, helped solve the problem. So even if the library is closed, you can enjoy a story together on the tech grounds. Take a little walk with the family and practice your reading and counting skills over the summer. Books and Brews, the Tech's ebook club, is still meeting. We choose our titles using Hoopla, which is free with your library card, so there are no holds and no waiting ever. We gather off-site at different fun venues. Check social media and the library website for our next title and location. GSK Science in the Summer, in partnership with the Franklin Institute, is back at the Tech this summer. The June event was a hit. Our last event is on July 26th. It's a free three-hour workshop for rising second through sixth graders. The aim of this program is to inspire the next generation of scientists by inviting kids to practice their science skills and use real science tools while having fun. This summer's program, Be a Physicist, invites your child to explore different forms of energy and use the principles of physics to solve real-world problems. More details for our events can be found on the RCLS website calendar and we post to all social media. These programs are free and open to the public. Have a wonderful July.
The Rutherford County Library System comprises six branches and a bookmobile throughout Rutherford County, including Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Eagleville, Patterson Park, the Technology Engagement Center, and the newly opened Historical Research Center. And remember, all RCLS events are free and open to the public unless otherwise stated. Please check our calendar at rclstn.org and social media for a full list of virtual and in-person programming and events. For a list of everything heard here today and for more information, please call 615-893-4131 or visit rclstn.org. CBS News Brief. A nationwide heat wave has people in Phoenix facing a 19th day of temperatures 110 or above. Hope McNally has no AC. It's miserable. It is miserable in here. I mean, I can't stand too much more of it. I'm afraid I'm going to have a heat stroke or something. Smoke from Canadian wildfires is still wafting into the Midwest and Northeast. CBS News confirms an American soldier has been taken into custody in North Korea. CBS's Haley Ott spoke to an eyewitness. And this person said that they had just finished seeing one of the buildings in the DMZ when a gentleman nearby laughed really loudly and then ran off onto the North Korean side of the DMZ of the border. A judge in Iowa has temporarily blocked a new ban on abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. KCCI TV's Bo Bowman with the governor's response. I will fight this all the way to the Iowa Supreme Court where we expect a decision that will finally provide justice for the unborn. CBS News Brief. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.